Let's start at the beginning. So, what, what was the role of, of music in your family when you when you were growing up? Well, my mother was a beautician, mm -hmm. but she loved piano. I mean, but she had uh, um, several. There were several of her clients that had pianos before she bought me one. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I go one client. And they, and oh. they, my mother did their hair, so they never said no. Mm -hmm. They were home and they, they weren't having company. And I could always spend an hour or whatever, and then I wouldn't overdo it. Then I'd go next day. Maybe I'd go to another uh, of her clients. They were very cooperative, but they know that uh, my mother knew that uh, they were very nice to me, and uh, so. It was, she she was a great hairdresser. And she would was she working independently? She'd go to people's houses, or would they? Not no, her. She was working no, out of a. No, no, I was. I was. You were the one. Yeah, yeah. They were her yeah. clients. Right, right, right. So uh, they were going to come to her. My piano when she eventually uh -huh. bought me a piano. Mm -hmm. uh, my piano went in the beauty shop because that was the biggest room in the house. Wow. So that's where my piano went. The oh, so the beauty I, shop was within the house. That you yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh. We lived behind and above. Oh, okay. The bedrooms were upstairs. The living room was behind the beauty shop and the kitchen. Oh, okay. So you guys own the, the you own the place. That, well, the I don't know about owning. I think at the time we were renting. Renting, renting but it was it was her establishment. Yeah, yeah her establishment. Yeah. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was like we were nice and nice neighbors and the ones that had pianos. They, they, they were, I can't thank them enough. And did you have? So you, had, you must not have had any formal training, you like I at did. that point. No, I did. I oh, started out with a teacher. Oh, even before you had a piano? Well, at first I would go to uh, the neighbors, mm -hmm. you know, but that, that's so inconvenient a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. taking lessons. Well, one neighbor was very quiet across the street, and so it was not bad. It was, it was, it was a nice lady. So, but then uh, eventually after she bought me a piano, and uh, I then I put it in the beauty shop. Then teacher come in, Mr. Berlini was an Italian teacher, taught me uh, out of the books, box from I had a book mm -hmm. for all the classical. So, and then, were there clients getting their hair done while you're doing yeah. these lessons? Yeah. So, yeah, not, not, I try to, we try to make it so that it doesn't, it didn't compete with her, with her clients there. Mm -hmm. You know, they were, he, he would come in at hours. I, I, would tell her when, when my lesson was going to, was going to be, and then she would, uh, we would work together. Mm -hmm. And sometimes uh, the client would be sitting there while I'm practicing. You know, mm -hmm. we were taking my lessons. And was there at this point in your life? While you were starting out, were you improvising at all, or was it straight? Uh, I had an R&B band mm -hmm. in the beginning, in the rhythm and blues. Yeah. And then from there, some jazz guys that lived in the neighborhood, they heard me, they knew that my mother's shop was full of music. Mm -hmm. yeah, and then they heard me, and they said, hey, you heard Bud Powell moved my neighborhood. Uh -huh. The guy who I <laughs> and so uh, he was around the corner, and he would walk by and stand because he had been to play with Charlie Parker, and uh, I mean he was a little, he was in his own world, and he would walk by and he stopped, and he heard my music going on in the beach shop. And the music he was hearing was the was the classical stuff, or this was no, the R and B no, stuff no, that no, you were doing? Well, it was it was a jazz thing because a lot of the old, the older musicians, older than me, they were trying to mm -hmm. give me. Uh, 
you know, get me interested in bebop, you know, at a time and that kind of music. Wow, so it's really a community that, that mm, kind of raised yeah. you up. Yeah, it's a community, yeah. Yeah. It's a nice community. I mean, the people, like I say, my mother was, everybody loved them. I knew the guys that were blues on the corner, which was uh, dedicated to some guys who sang hang on the corner. They weren't bad guys, they just sang on the corner. Mm-hmm. But they do anything for my mother. She does. They, they, they like, everybody liked my mother. She was a nice person. If she heard that you, you know, like some neighbors didn't have food or something, whatever, they would send food over sometimes to her because they knew she didn't have time to cook all the time. You know, mm-hmm. so they, the neighbors would do that, and they were they would get their hair done and everything. They were like clients of hers, you know, that way. And so we, I grew up in a real nice neighborhood. The people cared for each other. Hmm. That's, that's you know, when I used to come to New York. I said, so I, but my father's sisters lived here, and I says, I come to visit them. I said, how in the world are you living in this city? Because <laughs> it was so different from Philadelphia. Right, right. Oh. Yeah, a different, yeah. But I love New York now. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back to Philly. I've been back. Yeah, I've been back to see some family over there. And, but I, I, I love New York now. Oh, there was a. They, I know that Miles Davis uh, loved Philly John Jones because oh. he said he had that Philly sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a particular sound in oh, the music, yeah. right? Every great musicians came out. Uh-huh. Bud Powell lived there for. He was from Willow Grove, Pennsylvania, which is a suburb of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. He was my hero. He'd been in New York and played with Bird, Diz, and all. He was a great piano genius. <clears throat> And did you did your interactions with him go past him? Well, he he played my piano one time. He uh, he was kind of in his own world. He, he wasn't. It was like he was. Yeah, he, he was a little eccentric, mm-hmm. not, but he was coherent, you know. And he came out and played my piano. You know, he's one of my heroes. And we follow him on the street. You know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he was, he was here because he had been in New York and he made recordings. I had some of his recordings. Yeah. So I, I, was, I grew up in a, in a kind of a beauty shop and a musical environment. And do you remember any uh, particular pearls of wisdom, musical or otherwise, that you, you got from Bud Powell or any of the older musicians? Well, I, I'd hate to elaborate on that, but I'm talking about there's so many guys that helped me. You know, that helped me encourage me mm-hmm. when they saw it. The guys in the neighborhood, there were, there were guys that lived here where, where I lived, and they would hang on the corner. And uh, so, and then uh, then I joined the band, a uh, local band, Cal Massey's band. And, uh, and, and it goes on and on and on. It's a long story. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It's, but, you know, it was, a, it, was a, it was a great neighborhood to grow up in. All West right. Philly. Well, yeah. we can zoom forward a bit. So now, uh, when you're in your teens, you, that's when you started uh, interacting with with John Coltrane. Yeah. And um, yeah, because I started when I was 13, but then I met John later. And he had told you he wanted you to be in his band way before you you ever joined. Is that is that right? Yeah. Yeah, he knew when he was going to leave Miles, and we went after he left, he said, I, I'm, uh, I'm going to go form my own band, he wanted me to be in it, because he'd worked some gigs, so since he was living in Philly, his mother lived there, and he was living in Philly, and uh, so uh, well, he had, there were some promoters there would hire him, so he wanted me to play with him, and I was just a teenager at the time, you know, 
So I said, hey, man, okay, it's great. So was that a huge motivation to, to, yeah. to practice, to know that that was something oh, you I had was to always, prepare for? I always liked to practice. I always had I had an R&B band and a jazz band. So practicing, nobody had to tell me to do that, you know. It's just I just didn't want to have everybody there when she was doing here. So, but sometimes it would conflict, but, mm -hmm. uh, but we worked it out, you know. So I'd be a saxophone player there and the drummer would be set up and the lady wow. in the air dog. <laughs> and one was, geez, he was so supportive. That's wonderful. Yeah. And I, I've read in some other uh, interviews that, that you'd spend some time with, uh, uh, with John Coltrane and, and sit on the porch and just talk talk about music a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'm so curious uh, what, what kind of things you would speak of. Can't tell you. Uh, <laughs> You're getting so much information, you got quite a bit as it as is. I, that's another, uh, that's uh, another thing. We probably talked about music, and, you know. No more, all right. Well, I'll allow it to, to remain a mystery. Of course. Cause Myst I, mysteries are good. Yeah. <laughs> Any particular memories of some of those the classic uh, albums recorded, uh, like, you know, Love Supreme, this kind of thing? Yeah, Love, Love Supreme was a, was a great record. It was a culmination of different things. You know, you um, went... Uh, what, what John and I were musically very we, we adapted, you know, I adapted to the, his greatness, and and he was a, he was a great listener. I mean, he loved to go if you went somewhere, he would go with you, and then I vice versa. We worked off each other's creativity. Hmm. He was amazing. He was teaching me at the same time he was listening. He was an amazing guy. How many teachers stop and listen to their students? You know, but he was like. Hmm. You know, he wasn't arrogant. He was always trying to, and he's always practicing. Like if we were working here, in between sets, he'd be somewhere practicing. He was hearing all these harmonic things. He so was, did, did you feel like you were playing catch up or you were catching it by osmosis or? Because he was just singing to me too. Mm -hmm. Why? Well, he heard something and played. I don't know. He was like that. He was an arrogant guy. He was, oh, I know it all. And he listened to me. But you, when you're playing with somebody, you have to listen. Mm -hmm. You listen to each other. And then we, I listened to Elvin. We listened to each other. Jimmy was there. He was just, everybody was listening to each other. Mm -hmm. That's why that band was so great, because nobody was on a low level. Everybody was, you know, we listened to each other. You know, J Jimmy, he, had, he moved harmonically with me and Elvin rhythmically. And, you know, it was just, uh, it was just it was quite a picture. And did it eat? Were you so filled with energy after after these things, after a night like, you know, one of these well, nights? Well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you need that. You'd have to be, that would energize you, no doubt yeah. about it. By you giving up what you have to offer, and then you can get so much in return. Right. That's the way life is, isn't it? <laughs>